0: Good morning. Today's class is Leuni Schmat Leiba Tshashana, Yidu Daniel Ben Gedalia, and the success of Elisheva Ravagadiel Ben Elisheva, Shevon Elisheva, Emin Elisheva, and Reina Makavatov God willing, this Sunday night we have Rabbi Rush in town. Very excited. And this Tshem, we're going to do a class at the lighthouse. And he's spending Shabbat by me, God willing. And we're going to have God willing, many, many events. Very, very excited for that. All right, today's class is going to be on p- insights from Parshish Noach, beautiful, beautiful insights from the spark- sparks of the Berdichev and from R- R- Rabbi Nachman's t- teachings on this. You could see we spoke about the other day the concept of the importance we spoke about many, many times. Also, before we start the class, we want to also mention yesterday was the site of Chachamavari Yosef. Khamabari himself is known as the halachic authority in the Sephardic community. Huge, huge, huge giant. Uh, I remember going to him uh, 10 years ago. And obviously when he gives you, when you ask for a bracha, he gives you a bracha, but he gives you a little smack in the face. I have witnessed that that day, not only did he give you, he gave me an uppercut in my face. And it was like, what the heck was that? I was expecting a little, you know, he gave me an uppercut. These tzaddikim have the power to wipe out judgments on a person. I guess he knew at that time there was there would be judgments. This is before the, I even started doing the classes. So, <clears throat> one of the things Rav Nachman is known for is definitely learning halacha. And Rav Nachman speaks about this concept, learning halacha a lot. This is why specifically do we learn halacha? What does halacha do for us? Halacha fixes the division in our hearts. Our problem today is we, we're not... It's not that we know. We know God is here, but we're confused. We're confused. Our faith is confused. Our hearts, are, our hearts are divided. We don't know. You know, we go into a relationship. We don't know. Is this the right one? Is this not the right one? Is this the right job? Is this not the right job? Is God there? Should I pray? Should I not? It's not what to do. It's the, the problem is we have an inner inner. We have an inner enemy, which is confusion, and confusion comes from a division of your heart. When your heart is divided. The left and the right side is divided on what to do. Nachman says one of the things that we must do, and he says every single day, a person must learn halacha every day, because if he learns halacha every single day, he's going to be able to fix the heart. Because machlochet is, is, a, is considered a fight. Machlochet is, a, is an argument. The word machlochet and the word cholek, division, comes from the same root. So the way to fix the division in your heart is the same way to fix a halacha. So halacha basically takes, when you're learning a law, you're taking the, what's permissible, what's not permissible. The same thing with your heart. Your heart is divided with what it, what it should take wants and what it shouldn't have. So some of the times we get up to pray before our Creator and we don't even know what to say. The reason why we don't know what to say is because we don't recognize that God's in front of us because of the questions in our heart, the division in our heart. So, the breast of circles, it's a, there's three things that God wanted you to do every single day, that Rav wanted you every single day. One of them is learning halacha. His Bodhidut is the second one, and obviously staying simcha, etc. But halacha is definitely something that was required every single day for each Jew. So, everybody should try to learn a little halacha if it's five minutes, ten minutes, two minutes, three minutes, something. Specifically, before you pray, because it will help you fix the division in your heart. That's the root of all problems, when my heart is divided. When my heart is all in, I speak with energy. But when my heart is divided, the words don't come out. I have a coldness. Our sages say it's better if you have a snake around you, you could still pray. But if you have a scorpion, you're not allowed to pray. Because a snake has a venom, it's warm. Scorpio, It's a cold bite. What's the difference? If you serve your creator cold, better not to pray. Better not to pray if you serve your creator cold. But if you serve your creator warm, as long as you serve your creator with warmth, then you're allowed to say what you are allowed to say. So this is a very, very important concept in that. So let, Parser's Noach. We're re- we're recording. Hi, we're recording. We're gonna be done like in fifteen minutes. Okay. If you want to take that room in the back, if you want, nobody's there. A huh? They're having a Are they? Me right now? Yes. You sure? Okay. We'll, I'll be- we'll, we'll, we'll go in the back and show don't worry. Perfect. I'll be done in fifteen minutes. The importance of Noach, if you recognize the, the problem, I, I think we we spoke with Rabbi Rush with the other day about that class that I said, that a person has to pray for Khal Yisrael in three items. That Khal Yisrael should have mental health, that Chol Yisrael should have a munah, and that Chol Yisrael should have a salvation. These are the three things that are required. And the reason why are these three things required? What was Noach's main problem? He only prayed for himself. He didn't pray for the generation. This is why when he started praying at the end, God says, you foolish shepherd. Now you start praying when the whole world is destroyed. And this is a very, very important message for all of us. Because if we don't pray for others, and we just focus on ourselves, you could see that that's not enough. That's exactly what he got blamed for. And this is why Moshe Rabbeinu is the ultimate rectification for this. Because Moshe Rabbeinu was all about the world. Even though he approached God, erased me from the book, and he had tremendous givura. But it was not a self-centered prayer Compared to Noach's prayer Which was all self-centered So you could see the difference This is why our sages say When a person prays for somebody else He gets answered first Because there's a difference Between the self-centered prayer And the prayer for the Ch- Chol Yisrael This is where exactly what Rabbi Rush is, His whole concept is Is if you don't pray for If I don't pray for you it's, And I'm praying for myself I'm considered thinking about myself This is the concept of Noach This brings destruction Because I'm self-centered but when I take my time and go pray for other people, specifically for their good points, what happens? then I can start changing the world. And this is a message that we all need to pray. I can't, you know when I'm reading this partial last week, literally, it's, it's exactly what the generation has. This is the problem of generation. What was the problem with the end of all flesh? Ramnaman says that the, the, and the Zohar says that the, the sin of the generation was masturbation. That was the sin of the generation, masturbation. Masturbation was the sin of the generation that caused the destruction of the flood. After masturbation becomes what? Stealing. So you could see the connection between gamblers stealing and gamblers having promiscuous relationships. It's all very connected. You know this from the Parsha. Because after they had masturbation, they stole. So there's always a situation, you could see this pattern all the time. First, the guy falls for the temptation, and then he goes, tries to impress himself. You know, it's funny how they used to market apartments in Miami. They wouldn't market, they wouldn't put the kitchen on top of the billboard. They would put the girl by the pool. So the guy says, how am I going to get that girl by the pool? How am I going to get that apartment that I can't afford? I'm going to do whatever I can. So you could see the connection between sadness, stealing, and all that. We know this trade from the park shop. And this is very, very important, that if a person's not careful with this department, God forbid, that destroys the the, the world. Another thing that Rav Nachman says, that he says, because he uses the word, at the end of all flesh, another problem of the generation was that they, that they didn't, that they, they destroyed all flesh. They didn't find good points in each other. And this is the difference between, the Lubavitcher Rebbe says something very, very beautiful. He says, the Ham, what, what did he do? He looked at his father's nakedness. Where Shem and Yafet did not look at his father's nakedness. they turned away from his father's nakedness. What did they look? They said, he needs help. So the difference between us today, you see a problem, you see a person doing something wrong, Lubavitcher Rebbe says, you could say, that guy's a Rasha, look what he's doing wrong, point out his failures. Or you could be like Shem and Yafet and says he needs help. The problem is the guy, the way the person is acting like that, it's because he's in a bad state. Because you would never abuse a person would never yell at somebody or abuse somebody if they're not if they're in a healthy state. So this is a very, very another very important person. When you judge people, to be very careful that if they're doing something wrong, it's because the yeter got them. It's not the true essence. This is the one thing about the Lubavitcher Rebbe was able to see beyond that, and he gives us that analogy between Ham and Yafet and Shem that they didn't look at their father's neck; they recognized he needed help. He needed to be covered. Where Ham only looked at the wrong of a person. So this is something we don't want to be the criticizers. We want to recognize that people are in a bad state. People are in a bad mental state. Only because that's the way they feel about themselves. And they need help. So this is another reason why you can't take things personal in life. Taking things personal in life is a form of arrogance. Believe it or not. Because you become self-centered. But when you recognize that person is just... Doesn't know what to do with it. He needs a Yeshua. He needs a Rafua. Then you look at people completely, and you could be part of increasing the world instead of, God forbid, parting the end of all flesh. So Reb is telling us here that the end of all flesh is meaning that people were looking at each other with 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 negativity. They were looking at each other despairingly instead of looking at the opposite. And this is a very very important message. Another very. Important message from this beautiful part from this parsha is that Noach, R- R- Rav Eli and Nitz, and also the, the, the holy R- R- Religi- R- Rav Ditchav, is saying that what was Noach's problem? Noach's problem was that he didn't have faith in himself. He had faith in God, but he didn't have faith in himself. This is a very very important. A lot of people have a moon and God. But they don't believe in themselves. And this is what he's saying here. There's a tzaddik. When the rain started to fall, Noah entered the ark because of the waters of the flood. Rashi comments saying that Noah had little faith and he did not enter the ark until the waters com- compelled him. The Berdichever asked two questions. First, how can Hazal says that Noah was weak in his faith when the Torah says he was a tzaddik? And Hazal says that the tzaddik prayed to nullify the decree. Why didn't he pray for that? The Berdichever rabbi asks those questions. And he says, the first tzaddik spends most of his life serving God in higher levels, in the upper worlds. He prays for nullification of decrees. The second tzaddik also serves Hashem, but he doesn't make a difference. He doesn't, his, he doesn't believe that his prayers can make a difference in life. And this is something, when you have low self-esteem, you're not going to put too much effort in what you're doing. And Noah was a primary example of low self-esteem. Because if he would have believed in himself, think about it. Would Think about what he would have done. He would have automatically believed in the koach of its prayers and would have spent time on that. This is very very important. This is why the first case of post-traumatic stress comes from this parsha. What happened After the flow was over, he got traumatized and he went to go drink to show us that how do you deal with stress? How do you deal with chaos? How do you deal with trauma? You either build or God forbid you're part of the destruction. This is something in our, in our Torah that it's not easy to do. Obviously, everybody knows what I, what I went through, what I'm going through. But you have to build. Every successful story that you hear today came from building. Klausenberger Rebbe, after the Holocaust, started putting bricks in America. Look, 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 what, he, look what he did. Build Ladi at a hospital, what he's done in Ari Big people start building after. And this is why you have to recognize we are souls. We're too attached to our bodies. We are souls. When you recognize you're a soul and you recognize you have a greater mission in this world, you start moving. And this is something very, very important to us today. But Noach itself did not believe in himself. So he was only worried about his own family. And this is why he gave up on himself. He gave up on himself. He didn't believe in himself and he didn't pray for everybody because he was a little bit, unfortunately, he was a tzaddik of the generation, but it's telling us a lot. Moshe Rabbeinu was a complete opposite of that. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu is the reincarnation of Noach. They both came, they were, they were both, had to do with the water, they both had to do with the basket. They ho- it was the ultimate rectification, but Moshe says, if you don't forgive the Jews, erase me from the book. Moshe Rabbeinu comes, and so you recognize this message in life, that we often come back just to do the exact same mission we failed. These, these obstacles never go away in our lives. They'll never go away. You had a a divorce in your first marriage? Don't think the second marriage is going to be easy go. Opposite. You're going to have, you're going to rectify what you did in the first marriage. This is why it's very, very important. And Zohar says that, the Arisa is that when a person, something very important that the wife of a husband, she usually comes reincarnated for him. Our wives usually come reincarnated for us. To help us fix whatever we need to fix. We're not, we're not, this is not the first go-around in this world. But the very, very important, Ram Nachman is telling us here. You have to be able to believe in yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to be able to put the effort and approach God the way we're doing. Noah's failure to believe in himself could have changed the world. And you could see the difference, because remember, and this is very common with the lessons. If you don't think about Noah pr- practically, if he didn't believe in himself then he's not going to pray for others. <laughs> but if you believe in yourself, you start becoming a co-creator. And you start changing the world. And this is exactly what, he said, what, what Noah's problem was. He, wasn't, he didn't believe in himself and he didn't think of the whole kahol. Rabbi Nachman teaches how important for a person to have faith. When a person has faith in, his, in God's, it's very precious in God's. You know why? Because I created you. How could you not have faith when a person, God, I created you? Not having faith of your God's creation and you're not on faith, it's the, it's the opposite of the whole concept. And the Beritjavah Ber- Ber- Rabbi says, if a person gives up on himself and he thinks that Hashem is has no pleasure from his service, although he might think to be quite humble, this is not humility. This is the opposite. This is laziness and lack of faith. So you have to have brazenness. You have to put, create that strength and then your creator will give you the rest of the strength. But you can't approach your creator saying, what am I going to say? I don't have nothing to say. No, you have to believe and you have to believe in that concept. And this is why Hashem's constantly sending us this, this message. First, do not become self-centered. Pray for others. Don't become, don't, don't become a noach, God forbid. Don't become a noach, that we're, we, we, we're all self-centered. Pray for Kali Yisrael to have mental health. Pray for Khalil Yisrael to, fa- uh, f- to have faith. Because if you have mental health, you don't treat people the wrong way. If you have faith, you don't treat each other the wrong way. And you pray for this. Bottom line, it comes down to those two things. When I'm in a good state, and I have a Muna, and I have mental health, I'm going to become a co creator. But when I don't have a Muna, and, I don't, and I'm mentally I'm in, in, I'm riddled with anxiety, riddled with despair, how in the world can I go pray for the world, other people? I become self-absorbed with myself. This is when you become so self-absorbed, you can't become a giver. You can't mimic your creator. So this is why it's very important that we do whatever we have to do to get ourselves in a state to become givers. Whatever you need to do. This is why the importance of meditation, this is the importance of this, because this is what God wants. He wants you to become, He wants you to tap into your potential. And And when we don't do that, the lessons come back over and over again. This is why it's very, very important, this message is, that don't think that, oh, I can avoid the problem. <laughs> you can never avoid the problem. You can never avoid the problem. You have to approach the problem, and obviously, think about it today. Spend five minutes. First, spend five minutes praying for people today. Spend, spend five, five minutes. Do exactly what, Do undo what Noach did. And second, obviously, those who have issues with the Shemirat Brit. The end of all flesh comes from this. Why? Ram Nachlan says that the seed comes from the brain. That when you destroy, destroy the seed, you're destroying part of your brain. Because what happens is these klipas get re- re- born. <clears throat> and what these klipas do is they're souls without bodies. So what happens? There's no place for them to reside. So they go to the person and they get energy from him. And they take away all his energy. This is why you see people that, God forbid, have this problem. They're always tired. They have no clarity. It's, there's always exhaustion. They feel like they're getting sucked. And this is why our message today, end of all flesh, refers to this problem. Immorality and, 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 God forbid, masturbation. This is something that we have to talk about. And if you're a guy, again, jump on the 40-day challenge. Don't, this is what God despises most in everything. He wants you, to, he gave you, or Remember, what was the mitzvah? Pro uravu. So when we don't create, we destroy. And when we destroy, then we have to live up with, with, all, the, with all the souls that we destructed. So may Hashem help us all. We should all be number one, Shomar HaBrit. Second, pray for others. Third, believe in ourselves. We have to believe in ourselves. And fourth, obviously, we have to think of the big picture. The last thing I want to say about this is the, the concept of bringing light. The Baal Shem Tov says, when you're in a dark place, you're surrounded by darkness. Go to the Teva. Go to the Ark. The, the flood itself, a Mabul means a flood. The only place that, ever, that didn't get flooded was Eretz Yisrael. So Ibn Nachman says, when you clap your hands, you purify the air. So this is why breast lovers, they clap their hands. You know why they clap their hands? Because they want to purify the air. When you purify the air, it's considered like you have the air of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael did not flood. So when I can get myself, when I'm in a malbul, when I'm in a flooded with negative thoughts, trying to pray, and I get a thousand thoughts from everywhere, I clap my hands, what am I doing? I'm entering the Word. I'm interrupting that flood, and I'm clarifying the air. So that also helps with the tefillah. It's very important. Put some energy in the prayer. The breast lovers they clap their hands. They put a lot of energy because they know they're getting flooded. They're getting flooded by thoughts. They're getting flooded by all kinds of doubts, heresy. This is exactly what the Yitzhar does. When a person starts to pray, gets attacked by all of these negative thoughts coming from over. You weren't even thinking about it before, but the minute you start to pray, they, they attack you from all sides. And R' Nachman says to clap your hands, purifies the air, purifies the airspace, and you can. And now all of a sudden, you are connected to the air of Eretz Yisrael that didn't flood, so you could be saved from the, from our flood. It floods in our mind. May Hashem help us all that we should be zochet to all of these three things. Amén.